Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to get involved in a board game. If you're my age or older, you might remember playing board games with family and friends. And one that I especially enjoyed was a mystery game called Clue, where to win, you had to figure out the answers to which character committed the murder, what room of the house it was committed in, and what weapon was involved. For example, it was Professor Plum in the billiard room with the candlestick. What in the world does this have to do with our study through the book of Mark? Well, our passage is Mark 4, verses 30 through 34, and it has to do with mystery, riddles, or in our case, parables, and clues. Don't worry, we're still committed to thorough expository preaching through the books of the Bible. As you follow along this week, you'll discover why Pastor Jim entitled this message, Colonel Mustard in the Field with the Word. Jesus wanted the disciples to know that there would be influences from outside from that same source that will snatch the word away if it can. There will be influences from the outside which will find a haven in the church or among the church. There are some who are never saved, but they're going to make it through this world hanging out with the church, hanging out with the true believers. And it looks from the outside as natural as birds nesting in a tree. But unlike what Romans 9, 10, and 11 is teaching, branches that are grafted in and become organically connected to it, the birds never become part of the tree. It's the tree is what grows up from the seed, and the seed represents the beginnings of the kingdom of heaven in this age. The birds aren't part of the kingdom. They are invaders, false converts, the fruit of false, corrupted versions of the gospel. And it is rampant in our age. Another clue that isn't right here in the context is that there was another occasion in which Jesus used this parable. It's over in Luke 13, 10 through 19. I won't take you there. But that was a time when a synagogue official was upset with Jesus about him healing on the Sabbath. Can you believe that? Well, we've seen it a whole bunch of times already in, in Mark. And in defending himself and in direct opposition to the satanic pseudo-spiritual leaders of the synagogue, Jesus quotes this parable again. And that tells me that Jesus saw this parable as having something to do with those who hate and oppose him, who fancied themselves to be leaders in the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven in this age, as it grows amazingly large, he's saying is going to be infiltrated and counterfeited. Now you put all those clues together and you see that the kingdom of heaven is here described as Colonel Mustard, I probably should have said Colonel Mustard Seed, at work in the field with the Word. Now, 
How do we apply this? What applications can you make from this parable? Well, one I think is obvious. We've already seen it in a a previous parable. Be patient in God's work. The kingdom of heaven grows gradually, relentlessly. It is God's work, and we must go about it in God's way and in His timing, but it will get done. Remember the previous one that Jesus gave us about, it's like the farmer that planted seed in his field, and, and he went to bed every night, and it grew while he was asleep. It didn't depend on him, it depended upon the soil responding to the Word. So be patient. Let God do His work. Our job is to keep sowing the seed. I read something this week, and I, I couldn't quite figure out how to... Uh, how to uh, make it into a sermon, but it was a story of, I, I think it was two guys who were both um, theology professors, and, and the one guy was known for being very relaxed and, and patient and, and gentle, and, and his friend came into his office, and the guy that was always so at ease was just pacing back and forth, like he was really concerned about something, and his friend said, what's wrong? And the guy said, I'm in a hurry, but God isn't. Okay? This is God's work, building His kingdom one soul at a time. Be, be patient. Keep sowing. Keep tilling. Keep watering. Speak the truth in love and wait for the reactions. Second thing I think we can apply is be wary of, but don't be afraid of, large growth. You know, there, are, there are people who claim that some churches are too big and some are too small, mainly too big. I have read books that say that dogmatically that no church should ever be more than, and fill in a number, 300 or 500 or 600 or 800, whatever it is. And when you reach that number, you should, you should divide and you should spread out. You should, you should plant a new church or at least split into a couple of different congregations. Now, to be sure, um, some of the largest churches in the world and in America are very bad, uh, preaching a false gospel, harvesting countless false converts. And, and we do agree with the idea of planting new churches. Uh, I've been involved in, in my lifetime in at least a half dozen different um, efforts at, at, at starting new churches. Uh, we do it, um, we haven't done it through Heritage Bible Church locally, but we've uh, helped people do it in other countries, and uh, we continue to be committed to do that. But while we're committed to planting, our job is to always make sure that it stays pure, not to manipulate the size. The, the perfect size church is the number of saints who gather together on any Lord's Day, who worship God together in spirit and in truth, who provoke each other to love and good deeds, who practice holiness and will exercise discipline according to the Scriptures, who proclaim the Word of God, and who uh, administer the ordinances of baptism and communion. That's the perfect church. How many is that? 
Well, if you, if you live in a village of a hundred people, don't expect a mega church. But a, a church of 20 in that village of a hundred is having a massive impact. Suppose we had 20% of the population of Ada County at our church. It, it, the size isn't the issue. The truth and the purity is. And we have to let Jesus build his church in his way. Small is fine. I know in Russia, the government won't let you register a church until you have the magic number of 10 baptized believers. Now, that's not terrible. You know, if you have, uh, if you have 10 adult believers and they, and they all tithe, they can support number 11 as their pastor at the same level of that, that they exist. So, I, I don't know, 10, 50, 300, 700, 2,000. It's the content and the people, not the size. As long as it's pure, full of love, and sound doctrine, we're happy with it. Another application we can make. Don't be naive about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God in this age. Understand any place the word is proclaimed, the devil will try to snatch it away. If he can't snatch it away, you know what? He'll let some people in. He'll sneak some people in who will try to pervert it. He will counterfeit the real thing. He will undermine. He will divide. He will bring up accusations one against the other. He hates the church. So don't be naive. False believers will forever be trying to nest in the branches of any good church, any manifestation of the kingdom of heaven on earth. So to the branches, I warn you, Watch out for the birds. I came uh, one of those stormy days that we had. There was sun when I got here, and I was going to be at the office for a couple of hours, so I parked my car under one of the trees out there, and I didn't heed my own advice. I should have thought about the birds that are in the branches. They did things. And I had to re-sanctify my car. It was gross. So... As the branches grow, there will be birds. Don't be surprised. Now, to the branches, that's my caution. To the birds, I have a fantastic offer to you. In this case, we have a transformation program. You can go from being a bird to being a branch, to being part of it. Listen to the message of the king. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for your souls, says the Savior. You can be part of the kingdom of heaven by faith in Jesus Christ. But as this work goes on, it is Colonel Mustard in the field with the Word. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for revealing to us uh, this mystery. Please Make us faithful as sowers, speaking the truth in love, preaching only Christ and Him crucified. Have your way with us. Father, if there are any birds nesting in the branches in these parts, please expose them. And beyond that, 
convert them. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.